What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast, episode number um, 82. My name is Josh Tone. Joe, I'm a good friend, Brett Roberts, as always. Brett, how are you? What's going on? Yes. What's up? Today we're talking about Bioshock. Big Bioshock news. Big, Dude. Big, big, as the title suggests, the biggest news in years. I'm so excited to talk about this and the potential... Um, you know, theories, and I actually have some some supporting evidence that I've gathered from outside sources along yeah. with these leaks. So I'm very excited to talk about Bioshock isolation, as it is apparently going to be called. How long has it been since we got new Bioshock? 40 years? It has been about 40 years. Four? What? Four years? Four years? 40. 40 okay. years. I was going to say, I thought, it was, I thought it was 40. I thought it was no. less than less than four. No, no, but let's just say I have, More like I said, I have some juicy theories. We're going to talk about them all. You had okay. to get that. You had to get that in. I didn't want to forget. I, I, I want everybody to know before we started, Brett forgot that we had that sound and he played it. He's like, I forgot that we had that. And well, there you, there you have it. Yeah. Our live studio audience is great. That's right. But yeah, I'm really excited to talk about that. But that's not all. We have a lot of other news to talk about today as well. Unfortunately, we do. And I don't like any of it. We have a cyberpunk story. We have a cyberpunk story. So yeah, let's let's get right into it. And then we'll get back, I guess, to the, the sh shilling our stuff real quick. So for the Abysmal yes. Chronicles, we have some upcoming video game releases. We're on the precipice of big stuff soon. So not necessarily in the next week, but the next couple of weeks precipice yeah. of big big stuff talking about god of war you know in the abysmal chronicles uh new firewall game being announced for psvr2 um the lead engineer retiring from playstate from sony because uh they're bad and he said that he hates them and they suck that's uh, not true <coughs> uh splitgate old man splitgate announcing a uh, new follow-up um after they didn't take epic's money because they're idiots um then of course main topic bioshock we talked about that um which i guess I mean, we want you to watch the entire show, but if you're just here for Bioshock, the the uh, timestamps are always in the description. Unless you're watching it live. Unless you you're watching it live, then you have to wait because we didn't talk about it yet. <clears throat> and then in the Intel, we have some, a little game called Swim Sanity, <clears throat> which looks pretty cool. Swim Sanity. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, all right, listen, unscripted. What is it? Where is it? What's going on? Yeah, we have it. a second. We have a second show, a second podcast called Hapticast Unscripted. It's uh, an alternative podcast to this one. It's a little more comedy based, a little more. Um, I don't want to say not focused, but it isn't as focused as this. Uh, it's just us telling stories, you know, bouncing ideas off each other, having fun, laughing. Um, so it's it's available on all audio platforms: Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all those good platforms. But also, we upload a little preview of it on our YouTube channel uh, every Thursday. So every Thursday at like 7 a.m. Eastern, you can expect it to go live on all of our audio platforms. The preview will also go live at 7 a.m. on Thursdays on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube and make sure you follow us on your favorite audio platform. That way you always know when a new episode drops. Uh, the upcoming episode that drops this Thursday is, uh, what did we talk about? We talked about zombies. Yeah, lots of, you know, last of us talk. We have, we have, a, we had a guest on this week, a, uh, yeah, uh, a uh, actual, you know, almost doctor, doc doctor to talk yeah. about it. Um, uh, really, actually kind of interesting conversation, like no memes. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show that we're both smart because he confirmed everything that we said pretty much that we were talking he about. He did. Yeah. Literally, so. like I was thinking about it. It's like if we even if we had talking points prepared, I don't think that he could have literally explained better everything that we talked about than he did. And he didn't even right. know exactly what we were talking about. And he literally went through like a checklist of everything that we did. Right. And just as a tease, he basically talked about how uh, what circumstances a zombie virus could be real. Uh, he talked about different things like the spores from like The Last of Us uh, and the clickers and whatnot and how they could potentially be a real thing. And, and uh, something about Alzheimer's patients. So you got to listen. You got to mm -hmm. give that a listen. Um, I see. I see the preview title now for the video. Our friend is making a zombie virus. Something like that, yeah. Our friend is making The Last of Us Zombies. That sounds about right. I don't know. So, yeah, Let's so uh, this Thursday, 7 a.m., get ready for that. Check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is Hapticast. This is our live 
gaming news podcast, and we're going to give you all of the latest news. We already went down the rundown, mm-hmm. so uh, strap in. Yeah. Well, one more thing before we start. We also have merch. <gasps> we do have merch. We have merch. Yeah. I have some new merch on the way. Yeah? Yeah. I had some. They uh they didn't have my size for probably the most critical shirt. What? They didn't have my size. So I got a size down. Oh boy. We're gonna be cutting it into a tank top, aren't we? Well, I was gonna get a size up and I was like, I'm gonna be wearing a blanket. Yeah. You know, I'd rather go a size down. Maybe I'll wear a hoodie over it if it doesn't look too good. Although after feeling the material of the shirt that you have, I think it'll hang like a little looser, which might be good. Maybe. Um, and if not, then, you know, we'll figure it out. Is that live on our store? No. Okay. Let's make it live. Okay. I'll make it live right now. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are dropping a new shirt live on the air. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's uh, themed around our California trip, so, you know, check that out. Yeah, we're going to be making content for that, so. Yeah, so that'll be up on the store uh, in just a moment. All right. It's live. Right, there you go. Done. If you're interested, go to haptikintel.com slash merch, and uh, you will find it there. Uh, but yeah, I got that, and I got the Cold of Slick shirt. Um, and yeah, so. That'll be good. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, let's hop into our media consumption update. That's how we start every week. Uh, yeah. Brett, talking about games and movies and stuff that we're playing. I'll, I'll go first. Okay, I did not really do a lot of consuming this week. That's Sorry. okay. I didn't. I I did a lot, but very focused. Um, okay. I'm not going to... I played Lord of the... Or played. Movies. I watched... Rewatched the entire original trilogy of Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to go into it too much here. You go listen to Unscripted if you want my take on them with the Amazon Prime show, which I did add on here, Rings of Power. We go into all that over there. But yesterday, after we recorded, I watched The Return of the King, which is the last one. That movie fucking slaps. That's all I'm going to tell you. That shit is fucking epic. And I it's forgot, a commitment, man. I forgot how slick it was. Dude, those movies go down. You know, you know how we always talk about things that go down really easy? You know what I mean? Like when you're watching or consuming something. To me, Lord of the Rings goes down real easy. Mm. And I love watching it. So, Despite the length? It doesn't feel long. If you're invested and interested, um, that doesn't feel long at all. In fact, at the end, you're like, man, I, I would like more of this. Gotcha. So, uh, but yeah, so there's that. Games, still playing Vampire Survivors on the deck. Uh, that game slaps. I have nothing new to add. Um, I am playing The Last of Us Part 1, which just came out. Uh, I finished I'm doing a platinum run too I finished the main part of the game so I finished like the actual last of us and left behind is part of it um, so I'm playing through left behind uh, right now I started it yeah and I should be platinum that pretty soon I don't know probably not today uh, I don't know Beautiful. it's um it's good. I mean, that it's still you know one of the best games of all time. That story for The Last of Us is timeless. It's fucking slick, and I think the update just kind of helps sell it with the facial, the, you know, the facial animations and the the new tech and the look of everything. It's um, it still hits. It still hits. That's good to hear. So that's all I have about that. Um, they did do something with the collectibles that I don't like. Like, there's trophies for collectibles. Like, collect all of like the artifacts or like comics and conversations and all these things. Um, I got towards the end. I got to the end of the main game and I was like, why didn't trophies pop for these? Like, I know I got all of them. Apparently they combined the last of us and left behind collectibles into one counter. Uh, and I got to the end. And I was like, okay, fine. It just, it triggers me because it's much harder to keep track then because they're not separate lists. So right. like, so like, I could get to the end of Left Behind, and if a trophy doesn't pop, I'll be like, I don't know what I missed. Right. <laughs> and if that, that happens, sucks. and if that happens, we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. That's gonna be like the die. That's gonna be like a Dying Light Two situation where that game is gonna be canceled by me forever. That's awesome. Okay. So let's just okay. be clear about that. All right. Uh, Immortality. I started it on Switch. I played it for about fifteen minutes. I was like, Wow, this is fucking awesome, dude. I'm not playing this right now. Nice. On Steam Deck. Yeah. What did I say? You said Switch. 
Steam Deck. Um, is really cool. How you interact with it is fucking awesome. I don't even know how they did it, to be honest right. with you. I haven't tried it yet. It's so complex. Um, really well acted thus far. But it's one of those things where I sat down. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play this. And I started, I was like, I'm not going to play this. <laughs> yeah. there's. It was just like so fucking heavy and like re- really requires your undivided attention. And yeah. I'm like, I can't, my brain can't process this right now. That's why I haven't started it yet. I haven't been in the right mindset. Yeah, it's um, that's something that I think I could probably do in one sitting, but I'd rather take like, you know, like a rainy, I don't know, weekend afternoon one day and just fucking bang that out um, because it really demands your attention. And I don't have I don't have the fortitude to give it that yet. Right. So um, okay. and then the other one on here, which you and I both played for the first time since it came out <laughs> was Fortnite. <laughs> we are we're, we're we're kind of grasping at straws as we wait the inevitable release of Overwatch 2. Right? Yes. So, we hopped into this and then Christian from Save Before Quitting hopped in. Uh played a couple games we won pretty much every single one till they you know started you know messing with our our sr and i guess the people that we were playing with and um i don't know i i i feel dirty i um i don't want to talk about this game (laughs) okay it's um there's a lot going on i honestly felt like i was having an aneurysm the whole time um there's a lot of shit on the screen. There's a lot of things happening. You can't deny that uh, we're good at it. No. Um, I guess, yeah. There's like so much shit all over. And I just I the got, menu. I the got map, so much fucking shit on me. There's so much shit everywhere. And I just I just wasn't There was just people everywhere, fights were everywhere. There was NPCs walking around. There were holograms. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. There's so many weapons. I don't like the fucking, you can carry one million items, but they have to fit on your toolbar. And again, I don't want to talk about this. We don't know what the hell's going on right now. (laughs) All right. Uh, And then lastly, just TV and anime, I mentioned Rings of Power. If you don't like Rings of Power, I think you're a small-brained loser. Um, Same way about Last of Us Part 2. Not that you can't not like it, but if you don't like it and never tried it and are complaining about it, uh, you're probably dumb and stupid. And that's it. Okay. Uh, and then House of the Dragon, uh, same opinion applies to that too. Um, I love it. It's slick. The time skips are, you know, uh, make me scared. Again, if you want my full opinion on that, we go into it on Unscripted, which will be live on Thursday. So, right. Brett, I'm yep. going to turn it over to you. All right. Uh, for movies, I watched uh, this Shudder original horror film called Who Invited Them. How is it? It is billed as a comedy horror movie. It is neither of those things. Oh, no. It is not funny. Well, it's funny, but it's not. I don't feel like it was purposely funny. And it's not scary. Um, It's really short, and it went down really quick. But the acting is pretty bad. And so you gave it I feel three like, stars. What's that? So you give it three stars on Waterboxd. Yeah, it was just fine. Bad acting, dumb premise, but kind of fun. There you go. That's my review. All right. So the acting was awful, like really awful. The premise is basically a couple has a housewarming party. There was a couple. There was another couple there that they find out neither of them knew. Yeah. They were like, well, how did we how who invited them? How like how do you know them? Well, how do you know them? And they they just didn't know who they were. There's a twist. It's very obvious. Could have gone a couple different ways, but it was obvious. Um. It just wasn't done very well. That's unfortunate. It was dumb, stupid, um, home invasion. Very similar to like Knock Knock with uh, Keanu. Mm. But didn't have like hot women and Keanu in it. Didn't have Ana so, de Armas in it? Yeah, dude. And Eli Roth's ex-wife, whatever her name is. Yeah, dude. Iza or whatever. Oh, yeah. Iza. Lorenza Iza. I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. Um, okay, so moving on, that's all I watched in terms of movies. Games, I'm playing Gunfire Reborn mm. on the Steam Deck. It is a lot of fun. I still have to try that. It's first person roguelite 
uh, shooter. Really cool, really fun. I like it a lot. And TV and anime, again, didn't really watch much. Uh, I watch AEW Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling. So I watched the Dynamite last week, and I also watched All Out, which was their pay-per-view. Right. Holy shit, a lot of... What's that? I said I watched that with you. It was good. You you did, yes. Um, The show was great. It was pretty good. And then a lot of bullshit happened backstage afterwards. I'm still kind of fucking waiting to hear what happened, the fallout from All Out. Mm -hmm. But the most Uh, important part about that is that MJF is back. MJF is back. But this whole thing might be... The whole storyline might be screwed up with Punk. I don't know. We don't know what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know what the hell is going on right now. I'm honestly in a cranky mood because of of it. Because well, I'm I've been getting worked <clears> all day. You need to crank yourself out of that cranky mood. I know. I've and been you, getting fucking worked all day, brother. And you know what I'm gonna crank right now? You're gonna crank that motherfucking intro, bro. That's right. All right, Josh. So now we're going to move on to the Abysmal Chronicles. What is the Abysmal Chronicles? Well, I'll tell you. It's the section of our podcast where we cover a bunch of stories that were just a little bit too abysmal to make it as our main topic. As we said before, the main topic of today's show is about the Bioshock. What is the game called? Isolation? Bioshock Isolation? Leaks. Yes. So we're going to talk about video game releases first, some things that are coming out. Mm -hmm. First off, we have Rocksmith Plus. Coming out for PC on September 6th. This is actually a pretty big entry here. Um, I've never been a big Rocksmith fan, but apparently this game is touting like 5,000 plus games on launch or songs on launch, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty big for like a music game. And you can use your real guitar, which is always pretty sweet. Right. So, I mean, mod support as well on PC, I would imagine. So right. definitely check that out if you're into guitar. Biomutant is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, September 6th, which is today. Are you playing sound effects? No. I literally, I I can't really tell. No. Um, so those are the games that are coming out today. I think we might have covered both of those last week. But new tomorrow, we have Kaiju, the Kaiju Dating Sim, which is releasing for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on September 7th. That one sounds pretty slick. Yep. All right. Hyper Violent for PC is coming out September 8th. Josh, I've heard really good things about this one. Really? If it's Steam Deck verified, I might be picking this one up. I know nothing about it. We have dogs in the, in the HQ today. Uh, <laughs> fucking stop, dude. Um, so, yeah, look, look into that one. It's pretty cool. Uh, the next game is Justice Sucks Tactical Vacuum Action. I don't know what any of that means. It's releasing on. It was just a funny name. It is. PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on September 8th. Steel Rising is coming out for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X on September 8th. NBA 2K23 is coming out for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One on September 9th. Rest in peace to GameStop employees. That is going to be hell for you. Uh, Splatoon 3 is releasing on Switch on September 9th as well. All right. Let's get into our stories here. Uh, this is a game that I know you're not really thrilled to be talking about, but it has to be done because some big stuff's coming out. You're so bad with the sound effects. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its first expansion next year, and Keanu Reeves is going to return. You're so fucking bad. It's throwing me off. Uh, this is coming from Kotaku. So, Ugh. Phantom Liberty. Just the first... all bad. What? Bad, bad story, bad game, bad outlet. No, no, no. 
Phantom Liberty, the first major expansion for CD Projekt Red's open-world shooter RPG, will be skipping last-gen consoles. You're so fucking bad. Better late than never, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its first major expansion, CD Projekt Red announced in a Twitch livestream today. It's called Phantom Liberty, it's out next year, and it will feature the return of Keanu Reeves' Johnny Silverhand. Mm. It won't, however, be available on PS4 and Xbox One. Damn, almost like they should have done that with the original game. I agree. Uh, That last snippet shouldn't be too much of a shock, seeing as an intergenerational launch was perhaps most responsible for Cyberpunk 2077's well-documented woes. Yeah, you think, Kotaku? Following three delays, the open-world shooter finally hit PlayStation, Xbox, and PC in December of 2020. On next-gen consoles and high-end PCs, it worked, mostly, as intended. But on last-gen consoles, it was a buggy, subpar disaster. Let's speak to that a little bit. Um, it still crashed like crazy on next-gen consoles. 86 times. Is that the, the count, the final count for you? The game crashed 86 times within 80 bad. hours of play on PS5. So more than 86 times. Sorry to hear that. That's all I have to say about that game. Uh, CD Projekt Red spent much of the following year getting Cyberpunk 2077 into working shape, which pushed back the timeline for its post-release content, including planned expansions, which makes sense. Uh, Phantom Liberty is currently targeting a a broad 2023 release date. CD Projekt Red didn't show off much of the expansion today, but a minute-long teaser featured voiceovers from two key characters. V, the person you play as, recites a militaristic oath for the new United States of America. I feel like this is all spoiling me right now. Um, Keanu Reeves, back in full ham it up mode, swoops in to say, swoops in to say doing so is a bad idea. Uh, That dialogue is set over a few scenes of V using futuristic tech for crunchy combat sections. The whole Phantom Liberty expansion will explore a new location of Night City per a CDPR press release. They also put out an update for Cyberpunk today that will be adding stuff from the Edge Runners anime, which is kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that that thing will be good. Edge Runners will be good, unlike the yeah. game, which is bad. Right. Uh, it's being made by Studio Trigger, so I'm very happy for that. Mm-hmm. All right, next story: God of War Ragnarok. Fresh gameplay shows off a new dwarven area. This is coming from IGN. Uh, full disclosure, I did not watch the footage. I am purposely not watching the footage. So bear with me here. I'm going to be reading their article. Kratos will be able to blow hot and cold as he rages in San- Sony Santa Monica's axe-wielding sequel. God of War Ragnarok will allow players to travel to all nine realms, meaning previously unexplorable areas in God of War 2018 will bring brand new experiences to players in Ragnarok. Thanks to Game Informer, we're now getting our first look at Svartalfheim, the new dwarven realm players will be able to explore. The footage shown revealed a giant industrialized dwarven realm complete with technical marvels like mine pits, artificial water channels, and sprawling cities, which will no doubt lead to a number of environmental puzzles. The gameplay footage shows Kratos freezing geysers with the Leviathan Axe and breaking obstacles with the Blades of Chaos. Uh, This footage shows for the first time, I believe, one of these methods where Kratos is now able to use Triangle to fire up the elements that enhance his attacks. If holding the Leviathan Axe, he can trigger Frost Awaken for a chilly thwack. And while using the Blades of Chaos, there's an option for a much hotter Whiplash. Uh, And the writer notes, they sure sound like video game abilities with names like that. So, I I need a gut check on God of War, temperature check. Where are you at? I'm hyped. I'm ready. I'm so pumped. I'm ready. I don't want to know anything else. I don't I don't need to know anything else. I don't, I didn't even need this. I'm just mm-hmm. ready. I'm ready. I want to play the game. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it for the yep. narrative specifically. I'm also really concerned about No reason. Two things. No, no. No, no. Two things. Yeah. Go ahead. One, it's not going to it and I expect it to be iterative. You know what I mean? On the previous game. That makes what do you sense. mean by that? It's not going to sequel. Be, I know it's not going to change the game, right? You know what I mean, like in any serious way. And I'm concerned that that is going to remain interesting enough to get through the game. 
Right. That's well, this just, seems that's like... just that's just honest. And all the things that they describe don't really interest me. They all sound really iterative. Well, that sound what they just described sounds like what they're trying to do to combat that. Adding new like puzzle solving mechanics and, and new abilities. Yeah, that's fine. That's just a concern. And the other concern is the fucking I have such a bad feeling about the fucking vitriolic response that's gonna happen when this game comes out. There has Why? been so much fucking just abysmal shit around PlayStation fandom. Uh, and I think we saw it when Forbidden West came out too, which I thought was a phenomenal game. Um, there's just something in the air with PlayStation and people shitting on them. Um, and it's happened really since that fucking first God of War trailer where people were fucking bitching about the boat animations. And like, I just don't want to be, I just don't want to be around it anymore. Like, I really don't want to hear about it anymore. I really don't. And I'm concerned that when this game comes out, all of that vitriolic response to it is going to ruin my enjoyment of the game. Well, <clears throat> just unplug. Try your best. That's hard to do. I know. I'm excited. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I do. I also worry about those things. Uh, but these sound like pretty, at least what's described here, sounds like a way to keep it fresh and new. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, Maybe there's some new stuff with Atreus that we don't know about yet. Oh, I'm just excited for the the, the narrative in general is what you know is what gonna is gonna get my butt in the seat. The right. the the combat can being interesting is what is going to keep me there. And if it's not, then I'm genuinely concerned. Right. So okay, and that's it. So all right, let's move on. Uh, this one's kind of a quick little brief thing, but I thought it was pretty cool. So. Firewall Ultra is announced for PlayStation VR 2. This is coming mm -hmm. from IGN. So Firewall is coming to PlayStation VR 2 with Firewall Ultra. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Firewall is like a pretty pretty cool, pretty serious shooter on PSVR mm -hmm. where you can use the gun controller, and, and it's very much like Counter-Strike. Yeah, still super popular and was one of the most popular uh, titles for PSVR. Right, that being Firewall Zero Hour. Right, and um, they supported it for a really long time. Right. So the new one uh, is called Firewall Ultra, and it's the upcoming VR-based FPS. Uh, a bunch of upgrades are coming to it as it heads the PS5, utilizing all new PSVR 2 features to improve on the formula. There's a quote here from the community manager, Frank Marm. He says, Firewall Ultra utilizes new PlayStation VR 2 Sense technology features like eye tracking, which enables you to intuitively swap weapons and bring up HUD indicators through cameras built into the PSVR 2 headset. So you're literally controlling the game with your eyes. Yeah, that's going to be cool. That's going to be so cool. Yeah. Sounds cool. So, Unfortunately, I won't be able to play it because I'm going to get sicky. Who knows? It might actually be. Uh, you're right. Actually, it might be better for you. Yeah, I was going to say you're right. If they get rid of that screen door effect. Um, right. And, you know, I think just the bump in resolution and like the foveated rendering and all the other shit that they've talked about will probably significantly help. Um, right. Motion sickness. Okay. Let's move on to a little bit of a sad story, a little bit of a somber story. Uh, PS5 and PS4's lead engineer is retiring from Sony. Did you play sound effect? I did. Uh, this is coming from IGN. Sony hardware architect, I should have looked up how to pronounce it, Masa Yasu Ito. Sony hardware architect, Masa Yasu Ito, who led the engineering work on both PS4 and PS5, is retiring at the end of September, which is this month. The 60-year-old engineer is currently the vice president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, but according to Bloomberg, will step down from his position on October 1st. Ito first joined Sony in 1986, transferring to its console division in 2000. During his time at the company, he led the engineering of the PS3, the PS4, and PS5, as well as the PS4 Pro. Although not as famous as Sony hardware designer Mark Cerny, Ito was nevertheless instrumental to PlayStation's success, a key engineer when it comes to the hardware and system software of the PS3, PS4, and PSP. Now he will be leaving Sony behind, exiting as representative director as well as Sony Interactive Entertainment vice president. I wish we had the... Sound effect, yeah. Taps? Yeah. Well, we don't have that. And also, we'll get copyrights, huh? Right. How about this?
I said I knew it wasn't over yet. I kept that yeah. salute up. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. A good choice. Thanks. Yeah, it was a quick, quick little decision there. All right, next story. Uh, Splitgate developer announces a new follow-up to the indie shooter hit. This is coming from Polygon. So Splitgate is a surprisingly small game with an outsized impact on the competitive shooter space. The game has a great premise. It's Halo multiplayer action, but everyone has a portal gun. On Friday, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the studio's name, 1047 Games said it would end development on new features and content for Splitgate so it could create a new game set in the same universe using Unreal Engine 5. AKA, they didn't take Epic's money and they are failing, so they're just going to start again. Yeah, they had a big offer uh, from, I believe, Epic, yeah, and, and they did not take it. This could have been very good for them, as Splitgate is actually pretty good. I, I'll tell you what, my man, if I was them, now I know these are younger kids, like right out of college, or actually still in college or something like that, I would have been like, yes, please. Cha-ching! Yeah. Bye-bye, you can have it. They thought they could do it without them. That's fine, and I appreciate that. And then Halo came out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, If I was them, I, well, now they're both dead. And if I was yeah. them, I would have taken the money and run. Or I think it was actually probably Epic would have just offering money to acquire, and they could have kept working on it. Right. Have you heard of uh, Bed Bath & Beyond CFO that recently, uh, unfortunately, no-alived himself by jumping off of the Jenga Tower? He what? He unalived himself by jumping off the Jenga oh, Tower. Okay, that's right. So we can't say the S word on YouTube, right? I don't know. I just didn't want to. Um, no, I didn't hear about that. I was yeah, just so. I'm sorry. I wasn't laughing at the situation. I was laughing. I was just very taken aback by the phrasing of it. All right, dude. You can laugh at it. Um, the CFO of Bed Bath and Beyond unalived himself by jumping off of the Jenga Tower in New York City after the company the Jenga Tower. Yeah, it's like this building that they call the Jenga Tower. Oh, okay. Um. After, uh, which I have a very funny story about that. I'll tell you after this, not about his suicide, about something, this is Jenga tower. Um, but, uh, yeah, he committed suicide or, uh, he unalived himself by jumping off the tower because he got caught taking funds out of stocks after the company like plummeted. No, so he was it, embezzling money. He was embezzling money and he got caught and he unalived himself. Um, anyway, I would have done that if I was a split gate developer. Um, if I was like the head of the studio when that happened, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I would have done that. That was a long winded way of just saying I would have killed myself if I didn't take Epic's offer and then my game died. So, uh, after careful consideration and much deliberation, the 1047 games team has determined that in order to build the game fans deserve and to build it in a way that isn't trying to retrofit and live operate an existing product, we are ending feature development for Splitgate. The studio wrote in a statement shared on Twitter. Splitgate's strong concept and gameplay has built a strong and dedicated community over the past three years. The title has an overall very positive rating among Steam users and more than 100,000 reviews since launch. 1047 Games did not share much else about the upcoming title besides the fact that it will also be a free-to-play shooter with portal guns. Splitgate survived where several other shooter games failed because of the strength of those portals. Yeah, listen, it's a good game. I like it. It's dead though, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. But well, I mean, interesting to see what they well, do. Now next. it's now it's really dead because they're ending yeah. support. So, um, well, feature development. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Best that means. best of Pro luck. Probably that. probably just means they're not going to add any new content. Uh, yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. They're clearly talented, but uh, again, I think yeah. they should have taken Epic's money. <laughs> I think so too. I would, uh, and maybe there were factors out of our knowledge that maybe, but I guess I guess what I would gladly take Epic's money. Yeah. In fact, if Epic wants to acquire half to get Intel, we'll become a Fortnite only podcast. I don't give a shit. So bad. All right, but you know what isn't a Fortnite only podcast? Half to Intel's Half to Cast, which is sponsored by W Energy. I'm rocking the W right here. Yeah, I'm almost done my cup. My cup of dub. Now I'm using a uh, Phillies cup, which I don't want to. I actually want to burn this Phillies cup because they fucking suck right now. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, W is formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. Neuro that probably did not line up right. <laughs> there's no calories, no sugar. There's no artificial colors. None, none of the bad stuff. No fillers. Yeah, none of the bad stuff. 
Uh, your current energy drink may cost anywhere from two to three dollars per can. W costs one dollar per drink. One dollar per drink, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on W. That's right, ten percent right. off your W.GG order at, at checkout. Use code SLICK save ten percent today on your W.GG order. Every order, every day, all the time, forever. That's right. Sorry. I was, trying to, I, was I was trying to spice up the read a little bit. You know, you also have been talking for a while, so you certainly did spice up the read. I want to make sure that you're not, you know, you're not getting tired. That's okay. Even though I prepared the main story for today, you're gonna read it. Oh, okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> and then I will chime in. All right. Well, let's um, let's hop into it, shall we? <laughs> Bioshock Four, Brett. Guess what? There's been a huge new Bioshock leak, and it's the biggest, and it's the biggest news we've gotten in years, in years. That's right. So notable leaker, Oops Leaks, which has who has not posted on Twitter in a while, has posted a thread of tweets containing information related to the new, the next Bioshock game, apparently titled Bioshock Isolation. Oops Leaks is a. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say Oops because my. My mouth has a hard time going oops leaks. Oops leaks. Yeah, sounds like a different language. Oops uh, is a reputable source. Some of the things they have leaked include The Last of Us online, known as The Last of Us Factions 2 at the time, and the fact that it would have its own story separate from the mainline games, which we now know to be true. Lollipop Chainsaw's reboot slash remaster it was the first non-Bioshock related stuff they tweeted about back in December of 2021, which we also know is too. And then also the Stalker 2 delay, which was obvious, but also true. So That's right. So that's that, that's their credentials. Yes. Yes. And as we move on, we're going to talk about all the things that they are leaking. The one thing that they made sure to say is the stuff at the top that we're going to talk about right now first is the most credible. And the further down we go is least credible. Right. So okay. it's like a pyramid. Right. Where the top so, is the most poignant and the bottom is just bullshit. Not bullshit, but no. less, 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 less credible or has changed in development. That's right. And I actually have that's where most of my thoughts lie is with with the least credible stuff. OK, so go ahead and talk about his tweets. OK. OK, so the origin, the logo and internal presentation slides, which is behind us right now, for those of you that are watching the video, you're also going to be saying the like you're going to be reading it in his voice because these are his tweets. Just right. I just want to make that to be clear to everyone. This is Oops's tweets, right? So the logo and internal presentation slides posted by oops, come from the 2020 Slack Messenger data breach. All this, I'm just going to read it in. Read first, it as him. I'm going to read it in first person as oops, because I, yep. uh, I'm i going to, otherwise I'm going to be fucking, you know, blubbering through this, trying to correct it my brain. Let That's me right. start again. The logo and presentation, so let's just start quote. <laughs> <laughs> the logo, the logo and presentation slides posted by me come from the 2020 Slack Messenger data breach. All this, as I understand it, is the early stage, early concept and pre-production of the game. The source confirmed the legitimacy of these images. Right. Then there's the announcement. According to my information, the game should have been announced at the beginning of this year. I also did not rule out the possibility of the game's appearance at the Game Awards 2021 based on Jeff's words, Jeff Keighley's words, regarding his dream of announcing a new Bioshock game at TGA, so the Tokyo Game Awards. No, the Game Awards. The Game Awards, sorry. Tokyo Game Show. Uh, he also stated that the show would have an announcement that was agreed upon for two years and also considering the very date of the presentation, which took place exactly two years after the official development announcement. I thought it was a hint, but that never happened. Please right. feel free to stop me whenever, Brett, by the way. Nope, keep going. The, the announcement of the game was postponed due to staff reductions inside the studio, which lost about 40 employees in just two months, including leads. That's right. I wasn't the only one to report this. At least 32 employees moved elsewhere, according to their LinkedIn profiles. Okay. Which, which, end quote, aside, we've talked about before. Right. And I actually added this separately. This wasn't part of his tweet. Um, the part about at least 32 employees moving elsewhere, because yeah. I found replies to his tweet with this information. Right. We actually talked about this before. Just that specific part about the next Bioshock game potentially being in hot water or an issue because of all of these employees leaving. Right, which to me indicates that they probably were developing something, it stopped, and then they started again. Yeah, or shifted focus, and they're like, you know, 
you guys aren't getting it done or we just need different people or whatever it might be, or it could have been yeah. related to COVID or a thousand other things. And Colin Moriarty, who I'm going to talk about in a little bit, yeah, he actually talked about Bioshock on his podcast. I don't, I don't know which, which podcast it was, but Sacred he, Symbols. Sacred Symbols. And he talked about how they were very adamant that they were either going to do it or don't do it at all because it had to be done right. Right. So if it looked like it wasn't going to be done right, they they probably fired everybody or let everyone go or everyone moved on and they started fresh. Yeah. Okay. Quote, I also received an early early information about the game's Netflix adaptation, including the date of the official announcement and scheduled a tweet about development problems for the exact same date and time, just in case, uh, not knowing if it's real or not. Well, it worked out. At the moment, I don't even have appropriate information about the announcement date of the game, according to T2 reports. Oh, okay. It should be take two reports. It should be released no later than by the end of 2024. We can see the announcement as early as the next PlayStation showcase. Maybe this was an agreement between 2K and PlayStation, which was previously reported by at Sheep Nick Show. Baker. Yeah, Ship Shell Nick. Or following Jeff's dream at the uh, the Game Awards 2022 or any random date. The game itself is not a PS5 exclusive in any form. So let's talk about that real quick. End quote. So as you said, uh, spe- special Nick or Nick Baker from the Xbox Era podcast previously reported that uh, 2K and PlayStation were going to work together on the announcement. It's not an exclusive, but they are going to be doing like a PlayStation marketing push for the next sure. Bioshock. Sure. Okay. Now talking about the game itself. Quote, they are not trying to finish it ASAP. The whole chain from the studio itself to 2K and... Take two. two is concerned about the quality of the final product. It's still Bioshock with the same concept that doesn't try to massively reinvent slash rethink slash reboot the basics of previous games. The release window will not be announced until the developers are sure about the exact date in order to avoid any delays and polish all nuances. The studio has returned to the previous number of employees and continues to hire new staff. Okay. So this next part is probably the most interesting for fans of the series, if you want to know what the game's about, this is all, all so far has been all development stuff. What is this game going to be? Where is it going to take place? What is the style of the game going to be? That's what we have here. Josh, please. Okay. So he continues. I have received confirmation that the game will be based in Antarctica, an open world with a main story that has multiple endings. Allegedly, the theme of the of aggregate states of water plays a huge role in the plot and lore, which will be more extensively revealed through side quests. The art style and in-game graphic design is similar to Deathloop. It has 1960. It has 1960s the British invasion and counterculture vibes. Style is psychedelic and trippy. I guess the music too. Heard about a solid soundtrack and a female protagonist. Still don't know if. Skyman, which is Bioshock's composer, or Shyman, I don't know how to pronounce his name, is back. The combat system will be diversified with various utilities and combinations of abilities. The terrain will also have an impact on the conduct of combat. Some familiar characters or their alternative versions will return. The game is much larger than all of the previous parts. All right, let's dissect this. So we'll start off with the setting being Antarctica. Yep. Interestingly... Much like the original Bioshock, surrounded by water, just frozen right. water. Frozen water. Right. Right. What do you think about that? A game set in Antarctica. It's cool. Open world? Bioshock? Yeah, that. So there's two things in here that interest me slash, I don't know if concern is the right thing. Um, but oh, that's a graphic design similar to Deathloop, which is cool. But what was the... um. I don't know what else I was thinking of. I thought there was something else in here. The terrain well, will have an impact on the conduct of combat, which is an interesting. Yeah. But I mean, open world is interesting. Bioshock has always been, you know, a very kind of linear narrative driven um, experience. So yeah. not that it couldn't work. Although if it's similar, it says gra- in-game graphic design, similar to Deathloop. I don't know if that is going to translate to any actual design things, but Deathloop the way that it works is it's open world in segments, right? So like you're dropped into levels and it's like right. open level. Right. It's like I think they level. mean more so like the HUD, the UI, all of that is similar to Deathloop. Yeah. Not the actual level design and whatnot. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think, I don't want Bioshock to be a 
you know, a 80 hour open world, crazy experience. Uh, I want it to be a focused linear narrative experience. Right. Um, not that I'm saying some open world design elements couldn't work, but you know, I don't know. Okay. Let's hey, move I'll... on to the, the less likely stuff real quick. Oh, wait. Yeah. Go K ahead. K on the chat says not digging it being open world. Hopefully it's good. Right. I don't know how I feel about it being open world either. I, I do like the linear nature of it. I think it lends itself to a narrative better when it's more linear. I agree. But I mean, there's so here's the deal. I know what's to come in this article here. So I have justifications for why I think it would be kind of cool and how it could work. So continue on. We're going to move on to the stuff that is least likely. So as I said in the beginning, all that is like pretty likely. This next stuff is stuff that they heard a while ago and might be outdated at this less point. likely. Okay. Yeah. So moving on to the less likely things I've heard lately, the people who contacted me again, I'm talking as oops again, did yeah. not provide any data confirming their information, but I pulled out what seemed to be the most plausible. In any case, everything that you read next is most, most likely complete bullshit. A complete bullshit. Most likely a complete bullshit. Yeah. The setting, the narrative is largely built around refugees. The city has become a haven for people who have left rapture. That's really interesting <coughs> from here. <coughs> excuse me. Oh my God. From here, it's multiculturalism sprouts, so you can find areas with architecture from traditional Scandinavian Asian motifs to Victorian Bauhaus and brutalism. I also received information expanding on my previous tweets. It says there are really two cities, the Upper Borealis and the Lower one, Aurora. Interesting. Named after the cruiser that played an iconic role in the communist resolution in the Russian Empire, hiding under the layers of ice. A Soviet city that was completely built and maintained by the slave labor of prisoners from the camps. The protagonist is allegedly one of them. In the course of the story, you enter the prosperous city of Borealis. Your goal is to unite the two cities. Right. So, here's where I'm at now. Yeah. If any of that is bullshit, it most likely came from the build of the game or the idea of the game that came before everyone left. Some of these concepts could still be reused. They could still be put into the game. Sure. Who knows, right? Right. Here is where I'm doing some research now, and I'm putting mm -hmm. things together, Josh, and I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. So Colin Moriarty, as I already said, he's a former IGN uh, journalist, moved on to Kind of Funny. Now he does uh, Sacred Symbols and his own thing, Colin's Last Stand. Yep. So Colin Moriarty claims that he heard from his source, which he has sources, that the next Bioshock actually takes place inside of a volcano as well as Antarctica. Mm -hmm. He's hearing two different things. Uh, so I'm going off of the, your goal is to unite two cities. What if there's one city that takes place in the Antarctica icy setting and there is a city that takes place in a volcano? There's, there are two very... You know, po they're polar opposites, quite literally, hot and cold. They're two different mm. cities. You have to unite them. Maybe they're a warring faction. I don't know. Um, but the reason I, I, I think that the your goal is to unite two cities thing makes sense is if you look at the leaked logo for Bioshock Isolation, which is the apparent name of the game, mm -hmm. you will see it features a lighthouse, and the light from the lighthouse is shooting in two different directions, left and right. With a traditional lighthouse, the light only shoots out in one direction and mm. spins around. Are you pulling up the logo? Mm -hmm. I have it in the dock. It's clickable. I got it. So the lighthouse is pointing light in two different directions, possibly pointing at the two different cities. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? No, it does, yeah. And just to give credibility behind the uh, the logo, in the document, I say Cloud Chamber, the studio behind the next installment, used a graphic to tease the logo for the next Bioshock entry. And it just so happens that the shape of the logo in that graphic is the same one as the one that leaked. So it's most likely real. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's why an open world game might make sense because it's such a vast world where they're going to have you traveling from two different settings you're going to be going to a volcano you're going to be going to antarctica um possibly why it's open world i don't know yeah i am um, well i mean first of all it's like the volcano and the antarctic settings 
make sense, right? They're different. They're polar opposites. They're polar opposites. Literally, there's dichotomy there that could be interesting narratively. You know, to if you're reuniting these two cities, one is based in ice, one is based in fire, uh, right. cold and heat. That's interesting. I think that could work. The other thing that I think is really interesting here is the this point here that they say um, that the narrative is built around refugees and a haven for people who have left Rapture, which right. would tell me that this is either taking place. This is a, this would be a prequel actually to the original Bioshock, then, correct? Because you arrive at Rapture in the original Bioshock after after everyone emptied. left, right? Yep. And there was people that decided to stay. Sure, right. Which become the Splicers and all that stuff. But here's the thing, though, that might not be true anymore because they also say that you see alternate versions of characters. Yeah. Because as we know, Bioshock is like multiple. There's multiple universes or alternate universes of every sure. of the same timeline, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see like Booker DeWitt or something. Right in this game, but as a different character, like he's yeah. a, you know in a different setting. So yeah. I don't know. I don't I know how that's still, gonna work. I think that could still work, and it could be cool. I mean, you could. Why couldn't you have? What if? What? If, okay, ready for this? What if one of the like if we are going with the two cities theory, the two biome you know area whatever you want to call it. What if one? It takes place in one timeline and another one takes place in another timeline. I love that idea. And they're in the same location. Yeah. And it, you yeah. have to figure out how to piece it together and connect them back or something. I dig that. All right. That's really cool. 2K. My phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. That's actually really cool because, yeah, at the end of Infinite, they tease that there's like different versions of the game of that world. In What's the, game, the line? Right? Every every world exists with its own set of rules and every world has a lighthouse and every lighthouse has a beach and every, you know, all that yeah. kind of crap. Yeah. Something a girl like and a, yeah, a girl and a lighthouse. And yeah, exactly. Right. So, um, regardless, here's what I can tell you for sure. Another Bioshock is happening and I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I, like I said, I don't necessarily mind if it's open world, but Let's no. get an announcement. If come on, it, if it's traditional open world, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. If it's open of the sense where like there's two sprawling areas, and level design is maybe something akin to um, what do you call it? Death loop or something yep. like that. Um, or maybe it means open world where you like you have like a golden path, but you also have a side quest that you can go into new areas and unlock them. And like, dude, maybe it's Metroidvania esque. I don't know, dude. What if it has like Titanfall two mechanic where you can switch back and forth between the world instantly? Well, you seamlessly? already know what's going to be getting hard. That yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. Now my mind is going wild, but that's all cool. You would have to render both things at the same like in an open world like environment. You would have to render the world twice at the same time. Yeah. Unless they create some sort of new technology like Horizon did. Right. Where, like, you only are you rendering only see... what is in the character's cone of vision. Right. Damn. Yeah, my mind's exploding right now after you said that. Well, listen. 2K already knows who they need to hire. Let's fucking go, dude. It's a slick boys on the case. I think your phone's ringing. Hello? Do you hear anyone? Ah, yes. Johnny 2K? Hello, Josh. Ah. Hi, how are you, Morgan Freeman? It is I, Johnny 2K. Oh, sorry. You sound a lot like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no. It okay. is I. Johnny 2K. What can I do for you, Johnny? Josh, I'd like to offer you a job right now on the spot. <laughs> you want to say that again? You broke up a little bit. You want to what? I would like to suck you off. <laughs> yeah, well. My address is... Boop. Well, that's all the time I have. I accept. Goodbye. Wow, who was that, dude? That was Johnny 2K, dude. Oh, wow. That's cool. What do you say? 
Well, I got to leave, Brett, because I got a new job writing the next Bioshock game. Oh, wow. When do you start? Right now. Uh, how did how did Johnny 2K sound? Uh, drunk. <laughs> More like Morgan Friedman drunk. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. Um, so we know it's definitely happening. And yeah. That maybe an announcement will be imminent, although maybe not, depending on the state of development. I would say at the next PlayStation show, which is rumored for the 12th of September, mm-hmm. or... Yeah, you think that's soon? Yeah, that's what's rumored, anyway. Wow. The Snitch... Uh, yeah, no, you're right. The Snitch said so. Yeah. <laughs> and in Snitch, we trust. But um, either that or at the Game Awards. Yep. So, keep your eyes peeled. All right. Josh, okay, Brett, what else you got for me? One more thing before we go. All right. And that's indie intel. Okay. This week, we're talking about a little game called Swim Sanity. Swim Sanity is a multiplayer underwater shooter with action-packed co-op and versus game modes, all supported by online and local play. You play as our hero, Muba, who uses a variety of unique power-ups and weapons to survive in this aquatic world. Whether you're teaming up with friends to swim into adventure mode or clashing in competitive matches such as the last Muba, the last Muba standing, there's more than 150 challenges to complete across eight action-packed game modes in Swim Sanity. All modes can be played online or locally. It has four-player online co-op, four-player online versus featuring rollback netcode, as well as local co-op and versus. So. Yeah, it looks like a Smash-esque boss rush game. Yeah. Mixed with Um, maybe uh, Towerfall Ascension. Yeah, the MOOBAs look like scubas, dude. MOOBA scuba? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, It's underwater. So I really like the art style. I think it yeah. looks looks cool. This is from a little. Uh, the real reason I put it on here is from a little uh, studio called Decoy Games, which I found today for another reason. Yeah, I but know. I found out they're a small indie publisher, and they were founded by two brothers in Boston who have no professional game experience. Whoa! Yeah, so I thought that was cool. So they won a bunch of awards and stuff too. <clears throat> I think they did a game jam version of this first, and then made a full version of it. Um, so, yeah, it looks cool. It's on Steam. It's out now. I think it's fifteen bucks, uh, or you can wish list it. Yeah. and get it later. Um, yeah, I really looks like, like it. Uh, released August sixth, twenty twenty. So yeah, not like that years long ago. ago. Oh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So looks cool. I like it. Uh, slick little game. Check yeah, it check out. it out. That's pretty sweet. Links for uh, this it's will be also. Go ahead. It's also on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Correct. And it's uh, crossplay. Correct. So yeah, Swim Sanity, links in the description. Check it out. Mooba. That's it, Brett. Call me a Mooba. I will not be doing that. Mooba? Mooba. Can you tell me what that's from? Booba. Can you tell me what that's from? Yeah, it's from Booba. No. No, listen to what I said. Booba. What'd you say? Booba. Booba's from no Booba's. No. Booba. What's that from? If you can tell me, I will I'm Morgan Freeman, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this episode of Hapcast. <laughs> it's from episode three of Star Wars <clears throat> that the nurse says about says to uh Luke or Leia, as it's getting pulled out, uh, to comfort the baby as Padme dies from a broken heart. <clears throat> well, tell the people, Brett. Tell them everything. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks for watching us. It's Happy Cast <clears throat> Live, episode number 82. We just hit over 600 subscribers on YouTube, so please. Yeah, we did. I think we're at 604. Go over to YouTube and subscribe if you haven't already. And also, tell your friends. Share with your friends. Don't forget, every Thursday at 7 a.m., we drop a brand new episode of Hapticast Unscripted on our audio podcast platforms and also a brief teaser of that on our YouTube channel at 7 a.m. on Thursdays as well. 
Every Tuesday at 6.30, you can catch us live here on YouTube.com slash HapticIntel and Twitch.tv slash HapticIntel. Coming at you live with the news. Uh, we have merch, HapticIntel.com slash merch. And also, we're sponsored by W Energy. Make sure you go to W.GG. Use code SLICK. Save 10% on your order and every order from here on out. That's right. I'm Brett. That's Josh. Uba. <laughs> What is that noise? That's Uba, dude.